Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, I, I, I thought about something here. We, ha- we do this thing to where we're like, it's almost like we want to make fun of the Cowboys and the decisions that they've made. Um, like, I, I, I watched Cowherd earlier this morning on FS1. And... Um, and he said, you know, you're going to be, be really average half the decade if things don't change for the Cowboys. And the idea is like, hey, you got to blow things up and completely start over. And, and I, I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the right play. And I also don't know if it's the wrong. I, I don't know. I know it's the wrong thing to to say, which is the Cowboys were wrong to go for it. Like, did they view themselves as a better team than the rest of the world did. I guess. But they thought they were ready to compete for a Super Bowl, so they went about rewarding their current players with contracts. It backfired with the series of injuries. It backfired with the timing of Ezekiel Elliott's holdout and 
the Jalen Smith contract being a little bit being too pricey. This was supposed to be the year, the last two years, and maybe next year was supposed to be the year. But next year, you got Demarcus Lawrence as a $25 million cap hit, Amari Cooper, 22, Ezekiel Elliott, 13.7, Zach Martin, 17 million, and Jalen Smith, $9.8 million. Now, Tyron Smith, it's $14 million, but there's only $8 million in dead cap money. All of those deals, you know, you can rework some stuff and kick some things down the road. Eventually, you have to pay that tax bill. I thought this was interesting. Jerry Jones told uh, a Dallas radio station earlier today, our issues in our negotiations with Dak have been more that we're wanting to be more committed in terms of number of years. We're not nervous to sign Dak. His makeup is all the right things. He's a great leader. He's a great player. They're all in on on Dallas. Take a listen to Jimmy Johnson, former Cowboys head coach, on Fox's pregame show yesterday before the Cowboys game. It was a Tuesday game, a loss to the Ravens. Mike McCarthy's the right guy for the job. And and you you look at all the problems. He didn't have an offseason. He lost his quarterback. He lost his offensive line. They will get the injured players back. He'll have an offseason, you know, to correct some of the problems that they had this year. I think the number one priority, you know, they've got to sign Dak Prescott to a long-term contract. Not Not a franchise tag because that will eat up too much of a reduced cap. Now, having said that, you know, I don't expect them to have this high a pick in the draft in the future. So I would not bypass a franchise quarterback in the draft. Quarterbacks are valuable. Go ahead and take one if one's there when you're picking. Okay, but then that goes, how do you take Dak and then have a quarterback? And that doesn't make, you know what I mean? Like, I get it, but I don't get it. And if you could have a quarterback on a rookie contract, that would change your cap issues altogether, right? That that fix so many problems. I think they're going to re-sign Dak. I think they're probably going to deal out of that spot in the draft and get try and get a a bunch of picks in the draft. And I think they'll probably be in the same place that they were because this is who the Cowboys are. They're, you convince yourself that guys that got hurt come back and they're exactly the same, and they're not. They're you're older, they're more banged up, and they're paid more money because at, at this point in their contract. At this point in the contract, they're just paid too much money. So I'm, I'm, I'm just as interested. Um, I'm just as interested as anybody else is, and what the Cowboys do. <laughs> it should be amazing. It should be interesting. It should be fascinating. And common sense to me says, "Hey, you can rework this thing, and whether you find a way to deal a Dak or let him walk and get compensation." and move some pieces around, and get younger. The idea of convincing Dallas, who thought they were in go-for-it mode, and think this is just a one-year delay, and it's the first year under McCarthy, and they're going to convince themselves, that would be Dallas doing something different than they've done, and I don't see that happening. Don't see it happening at all. Because that's who the Cowboys are. I the the to me the part Byer when did when was the last time you thought Zeke looked like a top running back in the league? Uh not in twenty twenty. What do you think it is? Um, what is it like we're all watching and seeing the same thing, but when if you put on your hey, this is my analysis cap, what would it be? I think it's their offensive line. I think that that is actually the number one reason. 
Um, I think at some point, you know, some hits are going to end up catching up with you. But if I had to pick the number one reason, it would be the offensive line. Right. Do you think he looks thicker and slower? Do you think he, I, I don't feel like now he was never a burner, but he did have an explosive uh, step. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sidestep to him. And I, I do. I agree with you. Anybody who doesn't have an offensive line is going to look different, but there's also just, it doesn't feel like there's an explosive burst that he had before. Yeah, yeah, a little bit maybe, you know, more full, a little rounded out a more little bit. More full, yeah. I like that, more full. We're all <laughs> looking for, 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 for words to, dis, to describe but, it. You know, like last night was a, was a perfect example when they got down to the goal line, and usually that is, you know, Zeke territory. Uh, they still, like Baltimore on one of the hits, bent him, you know, almost in half because, you know, He's very flexible in that way. Like he takes some hits, but but yeah, I think that there was some, you know there's some effort, some some questioning on when he couldn't hold on to the football. Uh, there was maybe some some focus questions popping up. But I would say the the line is number one. Maybe the amount of hits, maybe the shape uh, would be secondary to that. Mm, good point. Good point. Those are all really good points. What about you, music? Um... Can you remember when, do you, do you think, I guess the, here's the question. Do you think he still has it? If he had the line, do you think he still has it? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I think it's, it, a lot of it circles around to what Dan's point is and, you know, what a lot of people have said who are the anti drafting a running back high or paying a lot of money for a running back. Like when we look back at how dominant their offensive line was early in his career, I think the difference is, you know, when a majority of the time your line is getting that push forward and creating gaps for you to run through. You're going to look that much better when you have the talent of a Zeke because you're going forward with your momentum. You're breaking through some of those arm tackles. Then you're into the secondary and you can just burst through. Well, now their offensive line is in total shambles and all of these teams are going well, they have Andy Dalton or Garrett Gilbert or Danucci or whoever's playing quarterback. It's not anyone that anybody respects. Now the game plan is they have a bad offensive line, and if all we do is make sure that Zeke's not breaking away, I mean, they have no offense. So I don't think that Ezekiel Elliott is washed up, but I do think it was a mistake for them to pay him because you need to have everything around you great in order to have success as a running back and very clearly that is not the case for Dallas right now I agree on all on kind of on all parts there on all parts there I look this is not a me being anti-Dak and I think that that Jerry believes and they believe that Dak has kind of that makeup of what you need to be a Cowboys quarterback I just all of that is is fine and accurate and respectable but if that means $35 million a year, I just, I don't see it. I don't see the value there in, in, in that it, it didn't sway them. They weren't winning games before he got hurt and it doesn't mean it was his fault, but that that's the, the more he signs for the more prohibitive it becomes. I don't think it's crazy to think he's the better quarterback. He's the better answer. He's ready to play. And yet we could still do it without him. Troy Aikman talked about all their issues. Take a listen. I don't know. I just don't know where this organization, you know, where they go. There, there's just so many things that have to be addressed this offseason. So many things that have to be addressed. It's like, yeah, you could fix that contract, but then you got to go about fixing the defense. You know? 
and the offensive line. You're like, well, Tyron Smith is back and Zach Martin's back. Like Tyron Smith hasn't been the same and he's been hurt kind of twice in the last three years now. He was the best left tackle, but this is not a static environment, right? Not a static environment. You get older, you get hurt. You're not the same. It's the reason that NFL players aren't played for future performances. It's why they, you don't do these long-term deals because guys, they get old and they get beaten up and they're not as good. And it happens in a hurry. It happens in a hurry. I don't, I don't know if I have the answers. I'm, I'm, it's like, look, Troy's much smarter and knows a lot more about football and especially the Cowboys organization than we do. And if he doesn't, he's like, man, there's a lot of stuff to fix. He's seen under the hood. He understands that we're all operating under this best offensive line in football. That was three or four years ago. Since then, Tyron Smith's been hurt twice. They had a retirement from their center. Now, Zach Martin's getting hurt. And Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have the same burst he had a couple years ago. Outside of that, you know, outside of that, same team. Same team. Should the Eagles consider trading Carson Wentz? We'll discuss that next. But first, the holidays are one of the busiest times of the year on the road. You know, if you want to, even with things shut down, you want to go on a little family trip, you want to go see family, you want to just go for a drive. You ever get nervous about you get into an accident? Where to get your car fixed? How much does it cost? I can't afford to deal with expensive car repairs. Neither can you. Plus the time it takes to find the right guy, to negotiate the right price. Who has the time or the money? That's why I call it CarShield. CarShield, you won't get stuck with another high repair bill. CarShield offers affordable protection that can save you thousands on covered repairs. Your car's five use 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Mine has 130. CarShield has the protection plan for everyone. Payments are flexible and plans are customizable for your exact needs. Plus, CarShield gets you 24-7 nationwide roadside assistance. And if your car is going to be worked on for a while, you can get rental coverage too. CarShield has helped 1 million drivers. So you can drive with confidence, knowing that if anything happens, you're protected. Get coverage today. See why CarShield cars go further. Call 800-665-2157. Mention the code Doug. Or just go to carshield.com. Use the code Doug to save 10%. That's carshield.com. Code is Doug. A deductible may apply. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to stream what you love all in one place? Introducing Discovery Plus, a new stream service brought to you by the greatest collection of real-life entertainment from your favorite brands, plus exclusive originals you won't find anywhere else. Discovery Plus starts streaming early 2021, U.S. only. Mike Sando writes for The Athletic on trading Carson Wentz. A former general manager said, I don't think so. They got to hang in there. He's not playing well. He's in a slump. But you go back, watch the tape. There's some good games. There's some talent there. You got to figure out what's wrong. We do know the most likely trade destination, right? Um, Another exec said, anybody who's going to take a head coaching job there is probably going to say Carson is salvageable. You don't go from being a good starter to a backup in a year. I think their best decision will be we'll keep Carson for a year, hope he gets back to being himself unless someone wants to offer a trade, but I just don't think there's going to be, it's going to be really hard to admit that Carson Wentz is no longer viable. I mean, it's not crazy to think Indy is the Indy is the destination, right? The problem is going to be the money. The problem is going to be the dead cap money and what's left behind and how that contract is. My guess is there's, there can be some rewording of some language to maybe fix it. That seems to be the only possible place. Maybe, may, here's one other one. The Bears. Okay, now, if it's the Bears, it has to be 
the Bears is a hard one because they just did this with Nick Foles, right? You took on a bad contract and it didn't work. But remember, what the reason things work is familiarity more than anything. So go and look at the Bears coaching staff and you'll start to understand. Now, I don't know if the Bears coaching staff keeps their job. I don't. But if they do, now Matt Nagy, of course, was in Kansas City, not in Philadelphia. But go ahead and look. And what are they? They got John DiFilippo. DiFilippo was his quarterback coach in Philadelphia when he was going to be the MVP of the league. So to me, Indian Frank Reich, assuming that Phillip Rivers retires at the end of this year, that one could make sense. The Bears could make sense. But what's more likely to happen is your coach loses his job. You bring in somebody who swears they can fix him. You know, and, you know, the reason that Foles went to the Bears was Bill Lazor had coached him before, I believe, in Kansas City. Matt Nagy had coached him a year before in Kansas City. And John Filippo had coached him before in Philadelphia. They thought the familiarity, that would work, that would make sense. He just, Nick Foles not that good. Carson Wentz, they, people believe, is that good. But you get him back with people. I mean, obviously, Frank Reich would be the prob- probably the dream. The problem is going to be the money. My guess, though, usually what happens is coach, general manager lose their job before quarterback. And this is what happened in Cleveland. I mean, Baker was bad last year, and they didn't fire Baker. They fired the coach. So, look, if Jalen Hurts blows you away, or if they're so bad that they're back in that quarterback market and they can get a young guy that and go quarterback again, all right, maybe. I don't think it's crazy to think that that could happen. If it happens, there's only, as of now, I think two likely destinations, and those are the two. Now, DeFilippo, they could lose their jobs, and he could go somewhere else, and that needs a quarterback, and they could bring Carson Wentz with them. That's possible. And I, I think Phillip Rivers retires, but if he doesn't, that obviously closes that off. But that, that's what makes sense to me. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Brady Quinn joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, like, look, this is it's one of the hard parts about the position that you played is that you obviously were good enough to be a starter. You're good enough to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, the number one high school recruit in the country, and to start at Notre Dame. But you know that there are times in the NFL where people give up on you. They 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 just do. And you, everyone struggles with that confidence, right? Like, wait, wait, am I not good? Am I not playing well? Take me into Carson Wentz. And if you were to counsel him, how you would try and start the process of building him back up? Well, it it starts from within because at this moment, you know, right now, there's not many people who believe that you can be the player that you demonstrated you were a, a couple of years ago, which really warranted that mega contract that he signed. And so people will, will, will try to tell you they believe in all that, but until they see you play at that high level again, no one's buying it, right? It's just, it's just a bunch of hot air. So unfortunately for him, like he's got to take whatever time it is that he's going to be sitting on the bench to clear his mind, to kind of reevaluate things, find himself, try to figure out some answers as to you know why he's played in the manner in which he did. The reality is it, it's kind of tough to put a finger on it because – 
you know, outside of the protection not being as good and, you know, some wide receivers not being there consistently for him this year and all those external things, the reality is, is he, he was making some poor decisions. He made some poor throws. He was inconsistent throwing the football as far as his accuracy. And at times maybe it's fundamental, but to me it seemed more mental. It seemed like he wasn't confident with what he was seeing and he wasn't confident when he was letting go of the football. So those are all things that he's got to block out everyone else out around him and realize that like those same people who are maybe naysayers now or, or don't believe in him, well, they weren't the ones who were telling him that they believed he could even accomplish being an NFL quarterback back when he was young or back when he was at North Dakota State. So he's just got to remind himself of everything that you know, he had told himself way back when that's got him to this point and made him the player he once was. And, and granted, look, some of it could be injury-related. I don't know how his body feels uh, after the knee injury and some of the other injuries he sustained. Uh, but the reality is it's a lot of mental work that he's got to figure out between you know now while he's in a backup role and when he gets that next opportunity. You were a starter early in your career, uh, and then you lost your starting spot, and then you bounced around. Then after sitting for a couple of years, you got to start again in Kansas City. What is, does it? What does it do? Does it? Can you fix yourself by sitting and watching? Yeah, I mean, I, look, statistically speaking, you know, you're not going to find anyone who goes back and says, "Oh, he, he played better back when he was with Kansas City that year." The reality is, you know, I, I got the opportunity to start almost halfway through a football season where we were a one-win team, so there wasn't a lot of like a hope. No, or but else. like, look, but the, the reality of it is, you know, like I'll, well, I'll give you kind of. Well, give, my, no, me, no, no. Can I give you a personal so, story? I'll give you a personal no, no, story. No, no, you give no, me yours. No, Doug, Doug, Doug. Doug. Let, let me finish. Let okay. me finish, and I'll explain. So my point is this: is the stats wouldn't prove right. that I had necessarily approved, like improved with, you know, what I was doing or how I was performing. But mentally, the game was slow. Mentally, yeah. you know, I could have put you in any play, no matter what they had asked me to do, or or, or give, put us in the best possible situation to be able to to succeed versus that defense we were playing. So, yeah, there's there's no doubt, like, sitting can not only, one, help you see the game different, but it can kind of put you in a different position where you now have a much, much greater understanding, almost like a coaching level standpoint, of what you're trying to do, how you're trying to accomplish it, and how you're trying to attack things. I mean, early on in his career, he was still getting a feel for the offense, the guys he's throwing to, everything else. And I'm not saying it's like dumb luck. But there's a lot of times where you make different plays and throws, and you're like, it's 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 a little bit of luck. It's a little bit of you know just kind of being you know almost uh, blind ignorance or confidence or yeah. you know kind of whatever you want to throw it on, uh, and that being somewhat the case. Yeah, you you actually then you end up know too much, but but like you know so so I remember my first year of doing broadcasting, I had played two years overseas, and I'm doing broadcasting and I'm watching T.J. Ford play for Texas. And my thing was, you know, everybody's like, can't shoot. And I watched T.J. Ford, who couldn't shoot either. I couldn't, T.J. Ford couldn't shoot. He took his Texas to the Final Four that year. But he had a better feel than I did of how to play without a jump shot, what shots to take and what shots not to take, and, and how to kind of hide the fact that he couldn't shoot. And I kind of took some of that and used it. And it did. I went back and played in France at the end of that year and played really, really well. But there still was the lack of confidence at times that would come and go in the shooting. I remember you got a chance to start again in Kansas City. I think it was Carolina, and you played yeah. You played about as good a football as anybody in the sport could play on that day. And I and did it completely reinvigorate your confidence? Was it just I want to walk around and give everybody the middle finger? Was there still a lack of, of confidence? Because it, it was hard to sustain. Like, What was that like for you to personally go through? 
Well, I mean, the, the unfortunate part about like bringing that game, that performance, that weekend up is is that was you know back when we had a tragic situation with one of the players on our team. Yeah, and so you know Javon Belcher and and you know he had taken his life the day before the game, and and honestly, I think my headspace was in a, in a completely different place at that point. Um, but but I, I think it, you know, going back to one of the things that I felt later on in my career, and and even after that year, and when I was playing in preseason games or whatever it was. You know, I always cared too much. Like, that was, I think, one of my biggest issues was internally I'd put so much pressure on myself, even in Cleveland, to try to be a savior and be what everyone hoped I would be, that no one had as high of expectations as I did. You know, I was as negative about myself internally with any anything I did wrong or anything that I did right that I could have done better. And, and it almost was like I was kind of handcuffing myself of really playing free and playing loose. Like, I just started playing tight uh, and then it be, then it got hard to you know having different systems, having different coordinators. But later on in my career, I just stopped caring. Like I just stopped caring what people thought. I stopped caring about people's opinions. And when you do that, I think you allow yourself to play free. You allow yourself to play loose and take more chances. And look, there are some times where, like for example, that year in Kansas City, you know, there was times where I had to force footballs into certain windows because we weren't a great football team, and I had to take some chances. And and in my past, I wouldn't have done it. But at that point in time, I didn't care. Like, I was playing with house money. I was a backup coming in trying to, you know, help this team win some football games. And so, for example, in that, you know, game versus Carolina, which I think I got AFC Offensive Player of the Week that week, that was the best performance of my career. And it was in part because we had just been through such a tragic event the day before. I don't know that I cared that much. I think I was questioning why we were even playing the game. But, you know, that – kind of freeing ability to to kind of look at it and just say it's just football and i don't need to go out there and save the world i just need to go out there and then make this throw or make this play that to me i think helped me at least you know, from a mental standpoint feel as good as i ever had in playing the game and, and maybe that's part of what carson wentz feels is he feels like he's constantly in a position where especially with the team the way it's been this year that he has to win the game with every throw or he has to be this Super Bowl MVP at some point in time, because that's what Nick Foles did. And until he does that, he's not going to live up to what Nick Foles did. So, you know, at some point in time, you know, maybe, maybe in some ways he almost cares too much. Can you, can you fix it in the same place or do you need new scenery? Like, cause, cause, and, and, and new scenery, I do think that it would have to be with Frank Reich and Indy who he had success with, or if the Chicago staff keeps their job, you know, he's worked with Filippo as the quarterback coach back when, you know, he was going to be the MVP before he got hurt in the Super Bowl year. Like if, if, if you, again, if you were to be in command of the situation, because no one knows about the, about what goes on upstairs, the quarterback like you do, what would you advise as the best and most likely scenario to rebuild his game? Um, I mean, I think he could still do it, you know, there, there in Philly. I, I really do. You know, maybe the, the time away, depending on if it's the rest of the season or just you know, a few weeks, whatever the case may be, you know, that could be refreshing for him. That might try to change his attitude or change some of his thought process, how he pro- approaches it. I mean, you know, I go back to my third year in Cleveland with Eric Mangini. You know, he sat me down at halftime of our third game of the season. Now, again, we weren't a good football team at that point in time, and, and, and I just so happened to have an incentive in my contract that would have been a, a major bonus had I you know, uh, sat out any less uh, when they decided to put me back in in the second half of a Chicago Bears game. But I, I digress. You know, I played a lot better football in the second half of that year, and, and again, it was almost one of those kind of I wanted to kind of prove to them, whether it was on scout team, you know, throwing every day in practice and just how ticked off I was at the situation. 
uh, that when I get got my next opportunity, it was there was kind of something to prove. Um, and so, you know, th- that could be an example of, of him maybe after this point in time sitting down for a week or two or however long where he comes back stronger, better than ever, kind of ticked off and, and in a completely different frame of mind. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Brady Quinn, former number uh, first round pick of the Cleveland Browns, starting quarterback in the National Football League. You hear him on Fox Sports Radio. You see him calling games as well in the National Football League and college college football games as well. Just kind of a football savant. Um, let me ask you about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've seen kind of some form of the evolution of the offense. Do you think ultimately the pieces, the 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 two different offensive styles, how Brady has played? how Leftwich and Arians like to seem to call a game and play. Do you think ultimately they fit when it matters most? Um, I, I mean, I, I guess it's a hard question to answer because like my issue right now with the expectations that everyone has for this team, and what they should be, because I think they're a playoff team. They will be a playoff team. But the, the truth is, is, you know, if they had a, a normal off season, you know, maybe this, it looks a little bit different and he's doing a better job completely downfield passes. I just think, it's tough to be able to develop that chemistry and for 20 years being in one system and now speaking a different language when you're playing and then when you're out there and then the game is as slow as it probably is for him, but still now he's having to think again. I mean, I remember being granted in a bunch of different systems, but like in my eighth year in training camp with the Dolphins and how slow the game was. And granted, I was in a new system I'd never been in before, but even just how everything out there was moving so slow, I can only imagine how slow things are moving for him. But, you know, now he's got to think about the play calls and the concepts and how they relate to things he's done in the past and how Bruce wants them to do it and how those guys come out of their breaks or, you know, how how, what their body language is when, when they're going to, you know, decide to cut or roll or on an option route. Like all those things that go into, like, reps and practice and experience, I, I just think that's going to be the biggest detriment to this group and what the passing game looks like. Uh, and then the last thing I'll just say is, like, I think Bruce Aarons could do a better job calling plays with Byron Leftwich. Like, they're asking him to do too much of, you know, what they feel like is what they want to do or their strength. I think the best coaches adapt to what their players do well. And if you feel like he's not throwing the deep ball well, then figure out a way of, of, of having more of a, of, you know, short pass, intermediate pass, you know, controlled passing game as opposed to what you've been doing. Like, this bye week, that's typically what you do is everyone takes a look in the mirror and you figure out what your identity is, what you do well and what you do poorly. You do more of the good, less of the bad and then you hit the ground running out of the bye. So that, that should be what they do here moving forward, uh, unless, again, Bruce Arians just wants to be so rigid and that he doesn't want to have to adjust, and he wants Tom Brady to adjust to him, which to me you know, makes him a bad coach if he's not willing to adapt to you know, what he needs to do in order to be successful with his players. If you were to advise Jerry Jones, Brady Quinn, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show, you know, he, he, he continues to be committed to – uh, signing Dak Prescott to a long-term deal. Now, look, he's a good quarterback. He seems to have all the right stuff to be the Cowboys quarterback. But they're locked into some of these other contracts. And if you lock into a long-term deal with Dak, granted, you can hide some of the tax. So, you know, you can backload some of that. So, you you know, the cap won't be crazy the first year if you do it right. But still, it becomes prohibitive. They're going to have an early pick in the uh, um uh, an early pick in the draft as they continue to to trend towards a top ten uh, pick. Would you sign Dak long term, or would you take a quarterback early in the draft? 
Well, I, I think there's a there's a lot of different you know questions you're kind of asking in, in the way you just phrased that, right? Like, what what's his health status? How does it look? You know, what's he going to be in the future? I think that's probably the biggest thing. But the other thing is, I mean, you search for a quarterback um, for a while before you found Romo, and then you found Romo, and then you kind of lucked your way into Dak, right? I mean, this wasn't by design. You know, they drafted him in what the fourth round, and then Romo gets hurt. Dak comes in, lights the preseason on fire. And then just goes ahead and takes on over the rest of the year. Like it, that wasn't by design. So I, I think there's a lot of questions about the health and status of Dak. And then you know, with where they're drafting and looking at this draft class of quarterbacks, look, Trevor Lawrence ain't going to be there unless they're going to just give everything away in order to get up to number one. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be there, but Zach Wilson could out of BYU. Trey Lance could be out of North Dakota State who kind of reminds me a lot of Dak, by the way. Like when you look at his, his tape and his film, at least in the one year he started full-time. Uh, and then you have some other quarterbacks that could be in the conversation, like some people like Mac Jones in the first round. So, you know, it depends on, like, if they fall in love with a guy, right? I mean, we watch the Packers take Jordan Love, and then they do that, not to motivate Aaron Rodgers. They do it because they really like Jordan Love, and they think he could be, you know, to, to Aaron Rodgers what Aaron Rodgers was to Brett Favre. So if they feel that highly about a guy, then, yeah, maybe you say, all right, we're going to draft this guy now, but maybe we just you know try to play hardball with Dak and you know franchise tag him. And if we can't get a number done that we feel good about, then we just play out the franchise tag again. But you know the the, the the hard thing is is you've got at least a sure thing in a franchise quarterback with Dak. Do you really take that gamble on a guy that you really don't know much about? If it's Zach Wilson or if it's Trey Lance, as far as a prospect, like I think the other two and Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields in my mind, have already separated themselves. And I think there's a fair amount of separation between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Like, it's by far and away, Lawrence are one, and then it's Fields, and then it's kind of like everyone else lumped into that next conversation of who could be a potential first-round quarterback. So it's, it's a big risk to then kind of take that step back at that position because you would ultimately be putting, you know, you know, Dak Prescott on notice where he'd be there maybe for a year under the franchise tag or, you know, if you could agree to an extension, then it's like, well, why would you risk the draft pick on a quarterback then? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, Big Ten made it official today. The Administrators Council eliminating the six-game minimum rule for the Big Ten title game. That allows Ohio State to play Northwestern a week from Saturday in Indianapolis. Hmm. Um, bad news for Northwestern. Good news for Ohio State. Have we thought of the possibility that Northwestern beats them? <laughs> that, is a, that is a fair, fair point. I don't right? think that we have. Right, like then everybody's like, "Oh, well, they're going to win." They're like, "Okay, but they're not a perfect team." And this is a start, stop, start, stop. And Northwestern, who is not a perfect team either, did lose to Michigan State, but Northwestern could beat them. And if they do, then what? Uh, we still have it. It does feel like Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama. Right? That's what it. That's what it feels like. But we don't know if Notre Dame. We'll lose to Clemson. They'll play him again. They beat Clemson. Granted, Trevor Lawrence didn't play. Others didn't play, but it wasn't like his backup played poorly. Played actually exceptional football and was in overtime. But if Notre Dame loses, do they get in? Does Clemson get in? What happens with everybody? What do we do with USC if they keep winning? I don't know. Do you have any empathy for Indiana in this situation? Um, A little bit with the exception. I mean, like Michael Penix got hurt. Mm-hmm. I think everyone knows they're not the same team. They've had a ton of injuries. Yes, I do. I am sympathetic that they didn't get a shot at another shot at Ohio State, but 
I, yeah. You know. I, I, and as, as you said, like Ohio state would have, you know, we made the point earlier, they would have won the division anyway. They lost to Ohio state. The one, the one silver lining in all of this, that hopefully if Indiana football uh, is turned around and Tom Allen continues his success, that this year wouldn't have been a Rose Bowl year for them in the playoff or for them to go as Big Ten champions, you know, because it's a national semifinal game mm-hmm. and the likelihood of them breaking through and playing in that Rose Bowl would have been slim. So it's still it's a nice consolation the Rose Bowl is still for the Big Ten and Pac twelve schools if they don't make the playoff, or if you have a school that makes it and another team could slide up. Wait, so wait, 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 that. wait. So so there's just the Rose Bowl, right? There's not a, there's not two games in the bowl. No, correct. But it would be a national semifinal this year, right? So they wouldn't have gotten in. Correct, correct. So the you know, so if they go next year, they go, then they would go to the Rose yeah, Bowl. Yeah, like, they didn't go to the national champ, national semifinal. Yeah, and if Ohio State ends up, let's say, winning it, you know, winning the conference next year, and Indiana's good enough, maybe the Rose Bowl would still take Indiana. So. That could be an opportunity. All right, moving on to the NFL. Don't expect a Drew a Drew Brees sighting in Week 14. It's likely going to be Jalen Hurts against Taysom Hill. That's because Brees not yet ready to return from his rib injury, according to the NFL Network. Not going to practice much this week, but expect Brees back Week 15 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Question for you. Yes. When did Peyton Manning return with uh, with Denver? To Indianapolis or no no with, with Denver his his last year he played ten games right that that last year was it week did he oh, come I'm back sorry. in week sixteen or week seventeen I I yeah I thought week sixteen sounds right but I'm not so this would be very well, we're getting to the very similar right not the same but very similar mm-hmm. so it was 2015. Let's look here. He was seven and two that year, but he was terrible. He was terrible. Uh, Peyton Manning played. Let's see here. Did he play in week sixteen? He did. Uh, uh, he did not play week sixteen. Oh, okay. So it must have been week seventeen. He came back. Yeah, he played, faced the Chargers. And they actually, won. May, yeah, that's that's what Ryan Music's giving me the thumbs up. Yeah, he. So it's interesting. It's like, is there precedent for this? And your last year coming back late in the year, even though we weren't playing great. And the answer is yes. Actually, he he only played only through nine passes in that game, and he basically Brock played most of the game, and then he started in the playoffs. So there you go. In the NBA, Rockets guard James Harden will need six straight days of negative COVID tests before he's allowed to practice with the team. The Athletic reports that Harden wanted Ty Lue to be the Rockets head coach, and once Steven Silas was named the head coach, he requested a trade. Well, the question is, does Ty Lue want that job, or does Ty, Ty Lue want to be the- And it said, <laughs> and, and uh, I, I believe uh, Jeff Zilgit also had a report that, that uh, for Tita... Uh, Tillman Fertitta? Yeah, yeah. Tillman Fertitta wanted uh, Jeff Van Gundy, and so nobody got what they wanted. Yeah, and nobody has got to make Steven Silas feel great. Like, I'm the third choice. Whee! <laughs> Finally, Doug Bucks forward Giannis Antetokounmpo telling reporters today he's not focused on his contract situation, adding he's leaving it to his agent. The Bucks front office has until December 21st to sign the Supermax deal for Milwaukee. Yeah, but I don't, Milwaukee. I don't understand that. Like, it's such a cop-out. Are you yes. signing the deal or you're not signing the deal? It's not like they can give them more money. They're giving no. all of the money. We're giving you all the money. Do you want it or do you not want it? This is not a complicated thing. I mean, 
I don't really understand. Are you going to sign the deal or not sign the deal? What is going to change between now and then? That's that's the press. Uh, all right. So Brandon Weeden tomorrow and Joe Banner tomorrow. Talk a lot of quarterback on the Doug Gottlieb show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.